The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. What in the hell is wrong with Shepard Smith over at Fox News? I got to ask that. Uh, We'll get into that coming up here on the Chris Salcedo Show, folks. Uh, Things are moving very fast uh, as far as, well, the attempted repeal slash replace, the GOP struggling to take ownership of the failed Obamacare model. It's it's all going to hell in a handbasket. And you know what? And the traitorous insurance companies... They don't get your taxpayer money. Shepard Smith is very upset about this. And a lot of statists are very upset about this. A lot of crony capitalists are ticked off. We will we will uh, go over this. I don't think it's as apocalyptic as many are saying this is, but it's it's all coming up on the Chris Salcedo Show. Telephone numbers 888-933-93. Listen, folks, this is your nation. This is your health care. If and I have it on good authority that theblaze.com, which a lot of folks in Washington, D.C. pay attention to, you make some salient points here, you might get noticed by some bureaucrat watching in, in Washington, D.C. And, of course, we mentioned Shepard Smith's name, and enough people populate his Twitter account. He might get the message, too. <laughs> it might uh, uh, steer him from the dark side where he has been and uh, some rather illegitimate reporting on his part. Either way, uh, your voices have a good chance of being heard, but cannot be heard if you don't dial in. If you want to, uh, again, call us, 888 SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. On-demand listening for this program, blaze.com slash radio. The Blaze Radio smartphone app and the iHeartRadio app. That's iHeartRadio app. And on uh, theblaze.com slash uh, Chris Salcedo show. There is a on the channel section, the blaze.com channel section. You'll find the, the show link there. All right. What am I talking about with, um, with what's going on with Shepard Smith? Well, Shepard Smith was reacting to this from the president of the United States. And I think you'll also, uh, agree that I've been saying for a long time, let Obamacare fail. And then everybody's going to have to come together and fix it. And, uh, come up with a new plan and a plan that's really good for the people with much lower premiums, much lower costs, and much better protection. I've been saying that, Mike, I think you'll agree for a long time. Let Obamacare fail. It'll be a lot easier. And I think we're probably in that position where we'll just let Obamacare fail. Uh, We're not going to own it. I'm not going to own it. I can tell you the Republicans are not going to own it. Yeah. And Shepard Smith took exception to that because Shepard Smith is desperate to pin the failure of Obamacare under Republicans. The Republicans are not going to own it. But politically, Republicans do own it because voters gave them control of Washington. It was a central promise of Republicans' campaigns. For eight years, they told constituents and voters, give us control and we will repeal and replace Obamacare. Fox's Britt Hume explains it this way. Yeah, well, Britt Hume, I think, was taken out of context by Shepard Smith. Uh... Let me be plain. The Republicans are in no way responsible for the harm done by Obamacare. But that's that's it. Period. End of sentence. None of them voted for it. 
Now, the harm that Obamacare will do, I think you can lay the blame at those who wanted to keep that law in place, i.e. Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, uh, what's his name from Ohio, Portman. Yeah, I think, I think you can blame many of those who like the socialistic aspects of Obamacare, want to keep some of it in, the high taxes, the government control of, of health care, the uh, unsustainable addition of able-bodied people to Medicaid. I think there's a good case that some of, some of these Republicans could be culpable for the damages that will come courtesy of Obamacare. But as far as owning, it wasn't the Republican Party who destroyed the health care, the health insurance system in the United States of America. It was the Democrats. Not one Republican vote. And despite Shepard Smith's best attempts, history cannot be rewritten so easily and will not allow the likes of Shepard Smith to do that. He did make a fair point that people did elect Republicans to fix the damage done by Democrats in Obamacare. However, Shepard Smith, you didn't mention the fact that it was doing damage. Just the fact that they said it was going to repeal. It would be, I don't know, fair of you, Shepard Smith, if you were an actual journalist, to actually say Republicans said they were going to repeal Obamacare because of the damage it's doing. But you don't want to admit that, do you, Shepard Smith? Oh, I don't think he does, folks. Uh, we'll not start with uh, Fox News and the flip around. Let's go to CNN and listen to them gloating. Like this won't, then what about tax reform, which is a whole other conversation, which I'm sure we'll have at a, at a soon date, Alexis Blick. So I look we'll, forward we'll to see you again. Thank you so much for all of that analysis and the pennies, nickels, and dimes this thing would cost. Uh, well, we'll come back to this first, but actually we're getting more breaking news here, uh, this time on the Russia firestorm engulfing the White House. Uh, CNN is now learning the special counsel Robert Mueller has given the Senate Judiciary Committee the okay to question both uh, Don Jr. and former campaign manager uh, Paul Manafort. Gotta get the, uh, the smoke in there. Got to get uh, driving that narrative in there over at CNN. Uh, of course, until there's anything to report, we're not going to uh, partake in this illusion that there is even a semblance of a charge. That no, nobody's even articulated a charge in this so-called collusion uh, investigation that's been going on since last year this time, in June of last year, over a year now, and still not one charge. Nobody's even articulating what anybody from the Trump campaign could be conceivably be charged with. Let's get over to Fox. I've been in the country since I think uh, 1999 or 2001. I uh, went to the University of New Haven to get his MBA. Uh, and he also assured Peter Fast that he has nothing to do with the Russian government or Russian intelligence. Now, that's third-hand information. We haven't spoken with Kavaladze yet, but you can bet we'll keep trying, Chef. I'm sure you will. John Roberts, uh, Yeoman's work at the White House this afternoon. John, thanks. There's much more coming up. We're going to get reaction from Capitol Hill, from people there on the collapse of the new health care bill, and the fact that Obamacare remains the law of the land. That's coming in just a moment in a live report from Mike Emanuel. But the White House daily press briefing has ended, and there are so many items of great importance in the world right now on which the White House is given an opportunity to, to weigh in. And that happens during the press briefing, as I'm sure you know, but for those who don't, the White House from time to time does not allow us to air the news conferences live. Further, they don't allow us to 
air the audio until after the news conference is complete. Well, it just finished. Uh, John Roberts came out early to be with us. It just finished, so now we're going to play that audio for you, so you know, in context and perspective, without edits. Here's the first question. I will take your questions. Eamon. The president seemed fairly blindsided yesterday by the defections on the health care bill as the White House pivots and moves over to tax reform later in the summer. What is the change at the White House to make sure that he has a pretty good sense of where the votes are on tax reform as that legislative transcript moving through the ground? Uh, the, the same thing we've been doing, that's continuing to have ongoing, uh, regular, consistent contact with members of Congress. Uh, ideally, some Democrats will want to participate in the process moving forward. Yeah, it's more of a bipartisan thing. Every, uh, even, even some Democrats uh, admit that even with their constituents, uh, the tax code is just way too cumbersome, way too burdensome, even for Democrats. Uh that e even among their constituency, now, of course, the, the rank-and-file elected Democrat doesn't care about the amount of burden they place on, on their constituents and the level of hoops they have to jump through to satisfy government because in, in the elected Democrat's mind, the people are there to serve the elected Democrats, not the other way around. But many of these Democrats have heard, even heard from their constituents saying, that 75,000-page tax code's a monstrosity. You've got to do something about it. So I think there will be some bipartisan consensus on simplifying the tax code, at least among well-meaning uh, Democrats who don't see government's job as an extortion racket for taxpayers' money. Let's get over to MSNBS. Frustrated by the CBO scores that say, oh, 22 million, 23 million people are going to be uninsured. No, that's not what it says. What it says is that 22, 23 million people will have a choice. And that's what we want. No, no, but that's, but that's, sir, that's I, we all have choices, right? I, I, I have a choice to do all sorts of things. Can I afford to do it? If you can't afford to do it, that's not really a choice that's viable. Yes, but in, in, in all fairness now, the American Health Care Act made sure that we kept the, the premiums for those who have pre-existing conditions at a stable level, that they wouldn't go up. We assured that through that plan. That's why I'm so disappointed in the Senate that they didn't accept it, that they couldn't get to a yes vote and with enough people there, but that's where we're at. So, so you, you guys just heard the MSNBS host uh, convey the socialist point of view. That if you can't afford something, then somebody else must come up and pay for it for you. That uh, you you uh, you are somehow owed health insurance. Well, you know, when I came up, when I was growing up, I couldn't afford top dollar health insurance. Uh, I had to to buy into what my employer at the time was buying, or I had to be on my when I was growing up, I had to be on my my parents' insurance company policy uh and it was never it was never cadillac it was never top of the line uh that's what we could afford did i die no uh was i covered if i received the diagnosis of cancer or anything like that yes because there was a catastrophic loss component in that insurance policy and at the time there was an, a, a vibrant and open free market for those who are relatively modest means to buy catastrophic loss policies. But you see, the MSNBS anchor correctly and appropriately articulating socialist position or communist position. If somebody needs it, then it's up to somebody else to pay for it. Well, I need, I could say I need a lot of things. Who's the arbiter 
of what is it of what is needed and what isn't. Oh, that's right. They want to put the government in charge. Well, what happens if the government thinks that your mom doesn't need that hip replacement, but you do, or your mom does? Or what happens if somebody in government says to you, ah, oh, you know what, Mr. Salcedo, you, boy, you sure spout off a lot of conservatism on your radio show. Man alive, I don't know if we can see our way clear to get your mom that hip replacement. I don't think that's a good idea. That's what happens when you turn over these decisions to government. That type of power will corrupt. And there are no safeguards to protect the people when they give away their rights in such a manner. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on The Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo. All right, glad you've tuned in, everybody, here to the Chris Salcedo Show. You know, I put this question out to you guys yesterday, and it still it still stands. Not only do I want to know about what you guys want from the show and what you guys might be missing, I you know, the reason why we're not really getting into uh, any of the Donald Trump Jr., uh, the, the smokescreen, that is being thrown up by the basket of biased press is because first off, there's nothing there to report for the last year. There's been nothing. And many of you were growing frustrated because and maybe you all saw this and, and I didn't because I got a little wrapped up in the whole DC thing. Uh, maybe you guys came to the realization a lot sooner than I did that, man, it just, it's just one massive attempt to, to delegitimize this president. And talk to me when you've got something concrete. Otherwise, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to, I don't want to engage in it because there's nothing there to talk about. There's no proof. There is not even a suggestion of a charge. Nobody has even said anything about a, a crime. What crime has been committed? Nobody can tell me. So we're trying to tailor the show news you can use uh, health care is kind of a natural i mean wouldn't you guys agree health care is it affects everybody within the sound of my voice i got into a fascinating discussion with a uh, a leftist earlier on just hate-filled rants about america and how i mean i mean this guy's this this guy was the genuine article real kook uh blaming free freedom and free enterprise on the prison population uh all because all because you and i think it's it's wise for people to earn what they get and don't think it's wise for government to confiscate wealth and put it towards programs that are not supported by the vast majority of the American people or programs that are lied about. For example, Medicaid. Medicaid was sold as help for the poor, but now it's been expanded to the tune. We learned this yesterday, 15 to 16 million 
folks will be piled onto that. Wait a minute, that's what that's not what the law was passed for. Hey, yeah, we're, we're just going to do it because it's there. But wait a minute, that wasn't the deal that the government made with we the people. Yeah, I know, but screw it. I'm I'm Barack Obama. We're Democrats. We're in charge. Screw you. And that government has that power when you give it to them. So I would say through citizen indifference, this this idea, well, there's nothing I do that that I can say that matters anyway. So why worry about it? Until one day you wake up and all of a sudden all your choices and all your all of your freedom is gone. That's and that's when you worry about it. Unfortunately, that's too late. But yeah, so so th- th- I mean this leftist was just on and on and on about how the free market, you know, abused him. Ab- I, I said abused you. Yeah. And and in his mind, the only one that doesn't abuse him is government. <laughs> Oddly enough, it's just the opposite. The free market doesn't give a damn what color you are, doesn't give a damn what your ideology is, doesn't give a doesn't give two rips other than the fact that can you deliver or can you pay? Whether it's the free labor market, can you deliver? Are you skilled enough? Or if it's the the commercial market, can you pay? Can you pay for my services? That's it. I'm black. So I don't care about your skin color. I care about the color of the money. Is it green? Will I, will my business be able to thrive? This individual went on and on and on about how corporations are so damn greedy and that the corporations must be forced to provide a living wage. I go, who the hell do you think you are? Who do you think you, what do you mean? Who are you to tell a business something you didn't risk a blessed thing to put together? You didn't put any of your money toward it. You didn't put any of your blood, sweat, and tears, no sweat equity into it. And then you're going to sit there through the force of government and tell that business they must pay a certain wage. Who do you think you are? And there was a time when the vast majority of Americans thought, as I just articulated to you, that it was, it's unseemly, it's, I don't know, uh, it's moronic for people to think that they should have a say over something that they didn't even contribute to. But through, I don't know, left-wing professors, left-wing dominance of colleges. By the way, coming up a little later on the program, there's a there's audio out there. There's actually a video. We took the audio from it of college kids. They love socialism. And then they were asked, can you define socialism? Die, die, da, 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 da. They had no freaking clue. <laughs> some idiot, some idiot on this audio said, well, it people throw around that word like, you know, socialism. You know, they throw around that word like it's it to scare people. But, you know, if socialism is about helping people, then I'm all for it. It's like, where in, on God's green earth did you get the notion that socialism is about helping people? <laughs> it, it's what these kids are being taught in the college classroom, folks. It's, it's kind of scary. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. 
800-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. In our effort to deal with uh, realism and stuff that affects your life. Now this, I don't worry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit more about the what's going on with healthcare, probably in the second hour, folks. Uh, we've got uh, Sally Pipes coming in, and we'll discuss with her the way forward now that it appears that, that uh, the Republicans are incapable of governing. I'll say that again. The Republicans are incapable of governing. This is, see, this is what happens when you're phony. This is what happened because we, we, we for first off, Obamacare was phony. You all know that. You all recognize that. Obamacare was phony. That's why it failed. The opposition to Obamacare by Republicans, by the Republican brand, was also phony. Who's also phony? Uh, Lisa Murkowski claiming to be a Republican. Susan Collins claiming to be a Republican. Rob Portman claiming to be a Republican. They're really addicted to government spending. Like crack addicts. And they have no problem with redistributionist theory. They're, they, just, they just don't. And we elected Republicans to cure that, to be, to be the antidote to collectivism, which has been the ruin of so many civilizations throughout human history and continues to be to this day. We'll deal with Venezuela a little bit later on when we talk about socialism and the wonders of said. Anyway, but so Donald Trump yesterday was trying to pivot, getting away from the whole Russia, Russia, Russia thing and, uh, you know, trying to put out smoke, realizing you can't put out smoke, you can only put out a fire and there's no fire, just plenty of smoke. Can't put it out. So Trump tries to pivot and I think. Danielle Pletka, who, by the way, has been uh, a guest on this program, jumps on MSNBS, or actually I think it was NBC's Meet the Press, and says there's been a problem with the Trump approach thus far. But the biggest problem with the Trump administration is there isn't any thread. We were talking about leadership before. He can't drown out the Russia story because he's not doing anything else. They are apps. I, I don't have a sports analogy here for you, Chuck. <laughs> right, I know there is one, but I just don't know what it is. But they, they keep just hitting at the balls that come at them rather than having a narrative. And they don't have they don't have an agenda. Well, that's pretty good. Ah, yeah, is that okay? That's that was a pretty good one. Oh, thank God. She says, I don't have a sports analogy, but she actually came up with one on the fly. The, the, the president keeps on swinging at every ball, keeps on swinging at every, every uh, pitch that's thrown in the dirt by the basket of biased press and by Democrats instead of waiting for your pitch. Um, that kind the, the, the analogy does fall down because the batter is kind of, kind of slave to... Uh, what's thrown at him. And what she is saying is that Donald Trump's not saying or doing much of his own. He's not giving his supporters, he's not giving Republicans who are not anti-Trumpers anything else to talk about except for they're just waiting for the catastrophes to come to their front door. He's not shaping the narrative, he's waiting for the narrative to shape him. And that was the criticism. So Trump and his team gets out and they have this whole Made in America Day yesterday, and some of the comments that the president made. We got to some of them here on the Salcedo Show. Let me give you an expanded look at this. George Washington encouraged Americans to produce their own goods 
so that our young nation could become truly independent. President James Garfield said of our nation's manufacturers that to them, the country owes the splendor of the position it holds before the world, meaning protect us. Theodore Roosevelt declared in his first message to Congress that reciprocity, my favorite word, reciprocity, because we have countries that charge us 100% tax on a product, and when that product is sold by them to us, we brilliantly charge them nothing. And people say, oh, that's free trade. No, that's stupid trade. That's really stupid trade. <laughs> yeah, only, only folks who believe that America has some sort of an unfair advantage over every nation on the planet, and we got it unjustly, believes that letting other people place tariffs on our products and us not doing the same to even the playing field is somehow unfair trade. Now, if other countries want to drop those tariffs, then we can drop ours. I'm all for that. You see, that's what they call fair level playing field. Now, there is a superiority among the Americans, among our free enterprise slash capitalist system. As a matter of fact, folks, if we, if we were more free enterprise and less capitalistic, I think that this country would be so much better off. Because capitalism gears our laws, gears our system toward those with capital. Toward those, you know, for example, like the traders insurance companies. And we make our laws and we tilt our society toward accommodating those individuals rather than saying free enterprise, which is, hey, government shows no particular nod in agreement with anyone other than those who succeed. Regardless, no special treatment, no corporate protections, in other words, any more so than you and I would get if we were just starting out as a mom and pop. No special treatment in the tax code. You build a better widget, you make a good product, you prosper, period, end of sentence. Government doesn't give you any particular favors. Free enterprise is what I believe our goal should be for a more perfect union. So at any rate, so here's, here's Trump talking about stupid trade and yet that's 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 precisely what we've undertaken in because some people feel guilty well you know those communists you know they can't compete with our engine of economic freedom so why don't we geared you know gear, because because we're so superior why don't we you know do some unfair trade screw our own people to make the communists feel better to which i say to hell with that the communists, just like we do, have a choice. They have a choice. The socialists in Europe, they have a choice. The socialists in Canada have a choice. The third world nation to the south of us, Mexico, they have a choice. They're choosing wrong. My good buddy Skip Lacombe, who used to be on this network, had an expression, They're, you're doing it wrong. If you're not partaking in free enterprise, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. This whole idea that the communists are, 
are flipping helpless babies who were born into this lot. It's an absurdity. Now, granted, I understand a lot of the people in China don't have a don't have a say because, well, they have a communist government lording over them. I get that. But, you know, it still doesn't mean we ought to disadvantage ourselves. We ought to be that shining city on a hill, that beacon that says to everybody, hey, that's the way to do it. Why do you think that the propagandists in the old, in the old Soviet Union wouldn't let folks wouldn't lo- let folks see what was going on over here? Because we were proof, proof positive there was a better way. Why do you think so many statists in our media, in our own government right now, I, I, I'm looking at Shepard Smith right now on my monitor, why, why do you think Shepard Smith wasn't eager to say that Obamacare was an utter failure? Why do you think that is? Because can't admit that socialism sucks. Oh no, can't do that. Because despite every evidence of history, these leftists still believe that they can perfect socialism. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. If I have time, coming up next, I want to play a, uh, an interview that I had w- earlier with some guy who's being targeted by Antifa. He is uh, a, a guy that on one of the local shows, the Chris Salcedo show, local shows, and he's just a, a regular Rep- Republican Party chairman. And he's got a wife and a child on the way. And the fascists in Antifa are targeting him. Back in a minute, the Chris Salcedo Show, right here on The Blaze. He is quickly becoming the left's favorite pinata. Only problem is, this pinata hits back. Chris Salcedo, on The Blaze Radio Network. Is on the Blaze Radio Network. The Antifa terrorists are running amok around the United States. We talked about it yesterday, and they're even plaguing some guys on the local level. Here's an uh, an interview I ran earlier. Listen to this. Now, what's happening here is social media is turning the tide on them, and everybody can see with their own eyes on video how violent and dangerous they are, and they're seeing public opinion turn on them, so they're trying to just disingenuously make up a completely false narrative that it's the right wing that's doing this. That's totally absurd. They are in love with violence. They embrace violence. It's the only tool they have. It's the only tool they have, and they're a bunch of children. They're just, they don't have their toys, so they're throwing things at people. Not only things, but they're also threatening people. Let's bring on Joseph Kane. He's a Denton County chair. And uh, NBC5 did a, a bit of a story on him talking about his encounters with these, these liberal extremists. Joseph, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. How are you doing, sir? Doing well. Thank you very much. First off, you have served your country in the U.S. military, have you not? Yes, sir. I, I got off active duty last year, and uh, I'm currently in the National Guard. All right. So uh, you are you have served this country and are continuing to serve this country. And Antifa has found you and has targeted you. Why? Well, uh, originally, this started a few months ago because I had gone to uh, the Day Without a Woman March after President Trump was elected. And I had gone with my Make America Great Again hat. 
And I said I was there because although I had my views and I was Republican and there was nothing going to change that, I wanted to hear them out. Now, because of that, they associated me with uh, the far right. And so at first they had put up my vehicle information on Twitter. Uh, more recently, they've decided that, uh, let me backtrack a little bit. I have about 4,000 people I follow on Twitter and about okay. the same number that follow me. Uh, in that, Probably about 3,000 of them are Make America Great Again, Second Amendment Patriots. The other 1,000 are uh, Bernie Sanders supporters, uh, Catholic monarchists, uh, the whole gambit. And they found about 50 that were uh, these alt-right types. And they decided that because they followed me, that by guilt association, I'm one of them. <laughs> and so as a result of that, they put up my, my phone number and my, my email address on flyers. On the flyers, it said I was a white nationalist and a white supremacist, and they put these flyers all around my community. Yeah, I saw, I saw that on the NBC5 uh, story. And you know what? I think what, what's fair is fair, Joseph, that you know, since they make this assumption about those who follow you on Twitter, since they have adopted the tactics of violence and threat and coercion and intimidation, we can call Antifa a terrorist group since they emulate many of the tactics undertaken by Al-Qaeda, undertaken by Boko Haram, undertaken by radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists of any stripe. Uh, right, down to, right down to the violence, uh, the, the violence they perpetrate and the silence of free speech. So I think it's, if they're going to associate you just by those who follow you on Twitter, I think we can judge them by the actions that they take in full view of the cameras. Uh, there is a concern that you have for the safety of your family, yes? Oh, absolutely. And, and one thing I want to add is that this is straight out of Saul Alinsky's uh, Rules for Radicals. It's this whole idea that we're going to paint you, on a, you know, paint you by the people who follow you, not by what you say. And I don't think that's fair. That's not accurate. And there, the, uh, the idea that the comparison between me and Antifa is the same is ridiculous. I'm being maligned because of people who follow me on Twitter. They're maligned because of the actions they've taken of exactly. hurting people in California or like we saw at the, uh, the uh, G20 protests just recently here in Germany. They were burning mm -hmm. cars, hurting police, throwing you know, Molotov cocktails at authorities. Now, how does that compare with having bad people follow you on Twitter? Well, it doesn't. As far as your family is concerned, you, you, you're, now is your wife, you're, is your wife, uh, is, is it just your wife or do you have kids? Well, uh, actually, we're, we're going to have our first daughter in October. Oh, wow. Uh, for, well, Joseph, I, look, I, I understand your angst. These people are nuts. These people are crazy. And uh, as, as they have demonstrated their violence, they're violent. They'll burn down communities. They'll burn down uh, and, and perpetrate violence on those with whom they politically disagree. They're anti-American and uh, be because, because of their actions. And they are wholly owned subsidiaries of the Democrat Party uh, because I have not seen one Democrat Party official rise to your defense. As a matter of fact, somebody showed up on the Chris Salcedo Show Twitter account and tried to defend these people threatening you and your family by saying that they were tired of being bullied by right-wingers. They tried to justify this violence, and we, we pushed back mightily on that. Joseph Kane, uh, where can folks find you on Twitter or on social media <laughs> if they want to follow what's going on with you? 
Well, on Twitter, it's at Kane, K-A-N-E, 2028. And on right. Facebook, if you just look up Joseph Kane, you should be able to find me. Happy to connect with anybody who's a God-loving American. Yeah, folks, this is... You may experience these left-wing terrorists in your neighborhood. you got to be careful, and you got to fight back. Stick together, and you can beat these, these leftists. Back in a minute, we'll talk more about what to do about Obamacare. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. 